Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast, part of the Action Network, proudly presented by Bet365. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. On uh, Earlier this week, we broke down the NFC, what we like about acquisition season for NFC teams, what we don't like, who moved ahead, who fell behind, who do we think will be the teams that underperform, who will be the teams that overperform. Uh, today, we're doing it for the AFC. Me and my BFF, my companion, my compadre, my co-host, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Hello, Chad. How you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm really, really good. I got a great life. And it's May. It's gorgeous. Uh, we get to talk football, um, which makes me really happy. Makes me really, really happy. I had a, a major gaffe on the podcast uh, earlier this week, which Matt Mitchell cut out, in which we were talking about the teams that we thought would be this year's Seattle. And of course, you and our guest, Nate Tice, appropriately pointed out teams that you thought might overachieve. And then I was ready. I'm like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Here's the team. And then I mentioned an AFC team. So I'm excited to talk about that AFC team today. As a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365 exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game, get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. And I'm very excited to tell you guys about our friends at Game Time, which is my favorite ticketing app, the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States. You guys know I love it. I say that authentically because I've used it so many times. If you're looking to get out to a pro or college game this week or even a concert, Game Time has amazing last minute deals on tickets to all of these. I'm opening the Game Time app right now. Okay, people, opening it from my house here in Connecticut. Anybody want to go to a Mets game next week? You can get in for eight bucks. Anyone want to go to the Monster Jam? At MetLife, you're in for less than 60 bucks. Bring your headphones. That's what I'm talking about. No matter where you live, download the Game Time app. Get out, have some fun this week. You deserve it. And you can redeem code FAVORITES for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code FAVORITES for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Simon, the draft was... Two weeks ago, Carolina Panthers had the number one overall pick. Houston Texans had picks number two and three. Houston Texans' win total right now is about four and a half at bet three, six, five. Frame for me. Is there a team in the AFC that you would say has done themselves the biggest service through acquisition season. 
I would say no, just because like the AFC to me is going to be the most fun this year, just because they have all the star power, which the star power of the quarterbacks, they have all the big names. I mean, every weekend we're going to have really good matchups. It's truly, again, people say this all the time, but it's really true right now. We're in a golden age of quarterback. It's just, we lost the old guard, right? The Brady's, the Breeze, the Payne Mannings, they left. There was a worry there. There wouldn't be another group to step in. And it feels like seamlessly the AFC is just fully on, full on reloaded. I mean, just the top, the Josh Allen, the Joe Burrow, the Mahomes, like those three, knowing that they're probably going to carry us now, Chad, for the next like but 10 team, years. Listen, listen you're, you're totally right. Look at this. Uh, to win the AFC title at bet 365, Chiefs plus 350, Patrick Mahomes, Buffalo Bills plus 450, Josh Allen, Cincinnati Bengals plus 500, um, Joe Burrow, New York Jets plus 650, Aaron Rodgers, Ravens 11 to 1, Lamar Jackson, Chargers 12 to 1, uh, Justin Herbert, Jags 16 to 1, Trevor Lawrence, who came back from a thousand points down to beat Justin Herbert in the playoffs last year, bully for us, uh, Dolphins and Tua Tagaviola, Viloa, Tua, let's just say Tua, uh, 20 to 1. Then the Cleveland Browns with Deshaun Watson, who, who knows? Does he revert to form at 20 to 1? Like all of the players on that you, list. You missed one. You, I was going to say, keep going. You're about to get the team I was going to say was my biggest, biggest Denver, winner from this offseason. Denver season. Broncos, 20 to 1. There they are. So, by the way, look at this. Hold on. Patrick Mahomes, Hall of Famer. Josh Allen, on the path, like MVP caliber, obviously all pro, Pro Bowl caliber. Got to get him more awards. Cincinnati, uh, Joe Burrow, certainly on the path to Hall of Fame. New York Jets, obviously. Um, Lamar Jackson, MVP. I think the jury's out on how great for how long he can be. Trevor Lawrence, same. Great second year. Not getting overexcited. Tua, questionable. Deshaun Watson, he was a perennial MVP before, um, before the stuff that happened in Houston. And... Uh, Russell Wilson, Super Bowl champ, like perennial winner until last year. So that conference is stacked. Yeah. No, it's it's absolutely wild. That's why we saw, you know, the Tennessee Titans, the Colts, Houston all trying to move up to get a quarterback because that's the move now. If you're in the AFC, you don't want a Ryan Tannehill. You you need you need one of these all-star guys. You need a true game changer. So the NFC, all those team NFC are just so lucky. They're just so lucky that these really, really high-leveled, young, talented quarterbacks are on the AFC just because what you just went through there, Chad, it's like, you know, we saw Brady just have a 22-year career. If if any of these guys, Mahomes, the Josh Allens, the, the you know, all these guys, even Lamar, if these guys can put together a good 10 to 15 years, you've hit a jackpot. So it, it really is a wild time we're living in where, you know, Chad just mentioned Denver. To me, they won the offseason by getting Sean Payton. I think going from what they had in the head coach last year to what they have now, it's truly incredible. Because if you go back and watch Denver, they had all these opportunities. They had all the players, all the talent to really win games. They just didn't have the coaching. So to me, that's the team that won the biggest this offseason. I just think Sean Payton, whatever's left of Russell Wilson, he's going to get the best out of him. And he's not going to lie to the guy. Like, he's not going to let him have his own office, his own parking space, be the guy, you know high on this throne above everyone else in Denver, that's gone now, right? That felt like that rubbed off after one season. So 
Um, to me, the biggest winners right now is Denver in a division that they just won't be talked about. Everyone's going to be still talking about homes. They're still going to be talking about the Chargers. Those are the teams that people care about, where Denver, that to me is the big winner this offseason of they didn't lose that much talent on the defensive side of the ball. They've improved slightly on offensive, and then they got Sean Payton, which I think is a top five, top four uh, coach in this league. Six teams right now at Bet365 have uh, double-digit season win totals. Four of them are in the NFC. The two A, the, I mean, in the AFC, the two NFC teams, Eagles and Niners. Uh, and by the way, the Eagles are ten and a half, and the Niners are at eleven and a half. In the AFC, it is. Do you want me to tell you, or do you think you can guess? For what win totals? Yeah, the four teams with double digit win totals. Well, I, I was say I, I know Cincy, I know Jags, Chiefs, and then I don't think they should be, but I'm guessing those are over ten and a half Bills. or ten. Yep, those are the four. So. Of those four, you've already told me you're taking Cincy under 10 and a half. Completely agree. Jags over under 10 and a half. I need to see schedule. It, like, cause I got him at 10 wins. So I would say I lean towards the under for them, but I need to see the schedule first before I make a pick on that. But lean under. Bengals are at 11 and a half, by the way. That's why you're going with the under. Yeah. The Bills. And, and what I think is the best division of football. Yes. Completely agree. And we'll get to the Cleveland Browns, which would have been my team for the Seattle version of the AFC of uh, <laughs> the uh, the AFC's version of Seattle, whatever it is. Buffalo Bills at ten and a half. Too much, man. It's just that division is good. New England's the worst team in that division. New England had a down year last year. I really expect them to bounce back from what they did last year. Miami, I I can't get over how good they are on paper. That's what I hate is when a team's so good on paper because it's like. All right, well, they got to do it on the field. You expect regression from their offense, right? It's another year to study that offense they ran last year. I just don't know how it's going to come. Two is a really good quarterback. When he's healthy and protected, Tua can make the throws. When you have a weapon like Waddle and Tyreek Hill, we talk all the time, Chad, they, they're the kind of guys that takes one catch and they're gone. And then the Jets, we already know the deal. They got Aaron Rodgers. So I could see the, I could see them starting slow, but at the end of the year, I think they'll be a really tough test for the Bills team. So – Bills, I still think they're a really good team. Still see them at being, you know, one of the teams that make the playoffs. There's a reason they're at 10 and a half. I think last year they closed at 12 at a lot of books. It's just different this year. They have a way better division. So um, still expected the Bills to win that division. I just don't think it's going to be as easy as it's been these last, what, two, three years for them. Kansas City, 11 and a half. You know what I want to do here, but I can't do it. Of course I want to take the under. You got to take the under. Can't do it. I can't. Mahomes has been good to me. I always take his over, and he dislocated his kneecap, and he came back and still got his over win totals for me, and then won a Super Bowl. So I can't do it, Chad. There's just certain guys. It's like Brady effect, where if Brady won a Super Bowl, I would fade him usually. I stopped doing that when he kept winning his governor's win totals after he won the Super Bowl. It just didn't matter. He was just a machine. I feel the same way about Mahomes. Mahomes is a machine. It's like his brother's about to go to jail. He doesn't seem too worried about it. He was at three different parties this past week. I saw him at F1, some at the Met Gala. Like, he's all over the place. He's just a cool dude. He's just not worried about anything. So I, I can't go against Mahomes. I love that Patrick Mack saw Patrick Mahomes yeah. on the red carpet at the Derby and said, hey, you cost me a lot of money. And Mahomes was like, you're just better off backing me. <laughs> yeah, it's the damn truth. The thing about betting the under on the, Chief, on the Chiefs is, could you see the Chiefs losing – six games in a season. 
right? Yeah, because they got that, lucky as shit last year. I mean, if you go through their their wins last year, they were just like the Giants. They had all these coin flip games they won, but instead of being the Giants, the Giants were getting lucky. It was the Mahomes effect. I mean, the playoffs, Chad, you know better than me. Every game they had, they won by one possession. They beat the Jaguars by a touchdown. They beat the Bengals by a field goal. They beat the Eagles by a field goal. It's just you can't teach what Mahomes does, which is like the pressure is the highest. He doesn't flinch. I mean, fucking hey, Matt Mitchell knows worse than everyone else. That 13 seconds is truly a legacy thing of they kicked the ball to Mahomes. He had 13 seconds to get down the field to kick a field goal, and he somehow did it. He's just I expect a ton of regression for the Chiefs. It was incredible how many things broke their way last year, but my computer can't compute Mahomes. It's the same thing with Brady. My my computer never could compute how special Brady was. Same thing with Mahomes. It's like I look at the math and I have them at 11 wins, but once 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 we get into the season, I'll be like, why did I bet this under? It's just, it's Patrick Mahomes. The guy does not take years off. There's just other bets I'd rather make than taking their under, Chad. I think at some point, you talk about a team like the Giants, you talk about a team like the Vikings, who won a lot of one-score games last year, and you expect there to be a regression. I don't expect that with the Chiefs because of Mahomes. I think there is a, right. a huge difference between what the Giants did with elevated coaching and still developing players and what the Chiefs do with Patrick Mahomes, who has done everything that you just described, that is something to bet on, right? Even if they are winning one-score games, because you expect them to win one-score games. Like, you expect those games to go their way. So it, it doesn't concern me betting the over, now that I think yeah. about it. I would say this. Last year was a very boring, straightforward year, which I loved because I was on it. Like, I was all over the Chiefs and the Eagles to both be the one seeds. And they both walked through the playoffs, and they both covered all throughout the playoffs. Or or the Chiefs didn't against the Jaguars, but they covered the other two games where the year before we had the Bengals and the Rams. Both of them were the four seeds. Like, that's football, right, Chad? Like, that's usually how it goes, where the best team usually does not make it, right? That's just how it is. And this, this that's why we love betting it, too, because we like betting these ugly dogs, and that's kind of beneficial to us. It feels this year it's the same thing. Like, I hate to say it, but it's kind of boring. Like, the Eagles, to me, are the best team in the NFC. The Chiefs are still the best team in the AFC. It's just I, – I think Joe Burrow is right there. I, I get why he is, in most people's eyes, the number two quarterback, or him or Josh Allen. You can flip-flop him. But I think we all can agree it's still at the end of the day. It just feels like it's the Chiefs and it's the Eagles, which, crazy as it sounds, people last year when I was telling you to bet them both to be the one seed, people didn't believe it last year. Like, the Chiefs, I think, had the third best odds for the Super Bowl or fourth best odds, and the Eagles were 35-1. to 1, So – we could look like idiots come this time next year, but I still think heading into the season, I'm going to most likely end up with the Chiefs, my number one seed for the AFC, and the Eagles being my number one seed in the NFC. It's just neither of these teams got much weaker. The biggest blemish for this Chiefs team is they lost to Rose C. And, yeah, you can say, well, it's Andy Reid's offense. Andy Reid would tell you. Andy Reid put a lot on his plate. And now it's back to kind of Andy Reid's offense to run. So, to me, that's the only real hiccup I see for this Chiefs team is you know, they didn't lose anything on offense. They didn't really lose much on defense. We expect them to be back to where they were last year, which is a team where if it's one possession game, you're going to be betting on Mahomes. He's just been in this moment. He just lives for these kind of games. So um, it sucks, but it's true. They're still the best team in the AFC. I still think since he's looking up at them, same with the Bills. So the question I have, which I think is more interesting than we think, is what team helped themselves the most? You've hinted at Denver. Oh, the Denver Broncos. 
give us a little more detail. I have some very specific thoughts that I will follow up with about other teams. I would say Denver for sure, but I would say the most, a team that I mean you both love from last year is the Jaguars. I think they're a team that coming into this year, I love the fact that they played in a playoff game last year. They won it, right? And now you have a whole offseason of a team building confidence off of that, right? That's what you love to see where the Eagles, they played Tampa the year before and they got smoked by Brady. Hurts talked about how that was a huge motivation to him. He saw what he needed to do to take it to the next level, right? The playoffs are just different. We hear people talk all the time about that. I think the Jaguars are a team like that where they know they're in a division that's weak, right? They know the Colts are kind of on a down year. The Titans, we expect to be a down year. Houston is just a train wreck. So to me, the Jaguars, as much as I love to take their under, they should be far better than they were last year. They have another year in that offense, all the guys getting comfortable with Trevor Lawrence, and now you're bringing in Calvin Ridley. So to me, the Jaguars are going to be a really big public darling this year. I love this Jaguars team. They're kind of a sleeper team for me to be the one seed um, just because of that division they're in and expectations I have for this team now. I just think they had the confidence. Their biggest weakness last year, I think Chad can agree to this, is they didn't know how to close games out, right? Like they started the year out with a lot of sloppy losses, games they had big leads, and they just could not keep the foot on the gas. I don't really see that in this couple of seasons. I really see them building off last year. So for most one offseason, I think it's going to be, for me, it'll be the Jaguars. There's a couple teams that I think are really interesting. As soon as the Jets officially signed Aaron Rodgers, our first instinct, fade the Jets. Yeah. They're, they're nine and a half wins right now at Bet365. I don't think Aaron Rodgers turns them into a Super Bowl team. So they are not on my list. In fact, I think it's very possible. Last year, everyone thinks they're a player away because of last year. They played really bad teams last year and really bad quarterbacks. So it's very possible that, as we talked about earlier in the week, like the teams that we think will look good but lose a lot of games, it's possible the the Jets are that team. Two teams in the AFC North that I think through draft and free agency, combination of both, got much, much better and helped themselves a lot. Pittsburgh Steelers, who I think had an amazing draft and a serviceable free agent acquisition season, and the Ravens, who upgraded at every level offensively. So how are we not talking about the Ravens? Is it because their conference, is, their division is so good? No, and I, I hate to see the Ravens, but it's kind of the same thing as I feel with Dak, where I do Lamar. Lamar is one in three in the playoffs, and it's because... He can do all of his special, unique stuff against these bad defenses during the regular season. But when you get to the playoffs and these good defenses and the good defense coordinators can figure out your offense and shut it down, Lamar's never been able to overcome that. So, you know, they have a new OC now for the Ravens. Um, Maybe that'll help them. But to me, the Ravens, Chad, that's why usually I'd be all over them because to me they have an incredible defense. Their offense obviously is going to be better than it was last year. They should be better. I just don't have faith in Lamar. Same thing as Dak. It's just – you will never catch me placing future bets on the Cowboys winning Super Bowl ever again. Same with the Ravens. I just, I can't do it. I just don't buy into it where um, any guy that can be turned into one dimension can't win a Super Bowl. And we saw last year with Hertz. Hertz was a running quarterback. We saw him work on his passing. What happened in the playoffs? Teams, they literally basically made a front wall against Hertz. We said, you have to pass the ball to beat us. He did that in every playoff game. I mean, hell, the Super Bowl. I think he threw for over 300 yards against a Chiefs team that 
they literally just made a wall, five defenders. They said, you can't run it against us. You got to pass to move the ball down the field. And that's what he did in that game. So um, I love Lamar, love everything about what the Ravens have done this offseason, Chad. I just, I cannot put money on their future just because his playoff record, he's just a guy that seems like he gets tight in these big moments. Again, one and three in the playoffs, it's not going to get any easier. When he makes playoffs, he's going to go against the Josh Allen. He's going to go against the Mahomes. That's just too much for me to put on the guy that I just don't think he can overcome those kind of quarterbacks. Yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. I was thinking more about how did they help themselves to improve their situation throughout the entire season, not necessarily just in the playoffs. But yeah, like at this point, he's been in the playoffs enough and under underperformed enough that you're getting a pretty good indication of who he is when it comes to the playoffs. And you see that. A lot, right? Like Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, even Trevor Lawrence last year. Like these guys have been in tough spots in the playoffs and achieved mightily. I'm trying to think, was Peyton Manning really bad in the playoffs when he started yep. his career? Yeah, he was terrible. But again, I put that on the the whole New England effect, right? He just, every time he ran to Belichick, didn't matter if it was indoors, outdoors, Belichick always had the game plan to shut him down. Um, it took what that fourth and two against with the Wes Welker play that yeah, really yeah. flipped that whole trajectory. So teams, I, I agree with that point that you just made there, Chad. Eventually, sure, Lamar can break out of it. It's just I don't want to be wasting my money waiting for him to do it. Right, I, I'll catch up to him when he gets there. Um, I can't keep chasing it. Where I mean, you were all over the Ravens last year. We loved them at twenty-one, twenty-two to one for the Super Bowl, and he bit us in the ass with it. So I, I just can't do it again this year. Uh, the Ravens right now, by the way, are 11 to 1 to win the AFC at Bet365. They are 20 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I feel like the Ravens, it's almost like bookmakers tease, I would say, bettors who live in the middle end and the, sh- and the deep end of the pool. They know a lot about betting. They know a lot about the NFL. They know a lot about value. And so, they always put the Ravens in that 20 to one range, <laughs> maybe a little bit 18, maybe a little bit 22, knowing that everyone who thinks they know about betting and football will bet the Ravens in that way. There's value there. It's right. Cause you I, think, I cause it. you think there's value there, Yeah, but they know what you know. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no, no value do. there. So it's like a little bit of a, just a savings account for the bookmakers. <laughs> it's true. You know what I mean? I think I just figured it out. I finally figured it out. For the Ravens, and we're getting played for fools. I think you're right. I didn't bet them this year at twenty to one yet, because, uh, and I feel better about it. Yeah, no, I hate it because I've been staring at it ever since they started signing these guys. I'm just like, okay, they're good. Like we know they got the defense. The only thing missing last year was the offense. I pull myself back. I'm like, this is what they want you to think, as you sit here in May, Simon. Don't do it. And I'm like you, child. Luckily, I have not fired away on the Ravens yet. Who do we think? Uh, like the team that has declined the most this offseason compared to the rest of the conference. And that's really tough with the AFC. I mean, like to me, a team that I just have zero faith in, I'm over there under, is the Las Vegas. Like people are some some reason liking them. Um, they think Jimmy G is going to come in there and he's going to be better than Derek Carr was last year. I just don't see it. You know, Gruden, Madoc, they've ruined that team. They wasted so many drafts. And we've seen it time and time again. You have to build through a draft. You just you just have to because 
especially a team like them that has a stupid owner. Like the owner spends on stupid things. It's not going to help that team where they just they have so many holes. So to me, Vegas, seven and a half win total, eight at some books. I love that under. I just they're a team I see a heavy regressing, especially in a division that I just told you I think Denver's gonna be improved. Even if Chargers stay the same with the Chiefs, I just think that's too much for them in that division with Las Vegas. So um I get it. You know, Jimmy G, that's fun and exciting. It's a different quarterback for them. It just does nothing. Like him and Derek Carr, they're interchangeable, right? I think Derek Carr is slightly better. Um, I just don't have any faith in Jimmy G. So the fact that they're such a high win total, I think it's just because they're in Las Vegas. They were in, say, Seattle or um, somewhere random different. I think it would be six and a half. But we're getting a free extra game bumped up here just because they're in Vegas. So I love that under for them. Unlike the NFC, which I think is obviously more wide open, I think in the AFC, if you didn't markedly improve, if you stayed the same, then you automatically declined because the competition is so much better. Like the middle tier teams that we're talking about, the Ravens, the Steelers, I think the Browns. Miami, the Jets. The Broncos, the Jets, Miami. Browns. Like either through moves they had previously made or recent moves or getting players back because they weren't at full capacity – they they've automatically improved, um, and then teams like to me. When I look at this question, I automatically think about the Titans. Like, this is a team in pure limbo. They've got yeah. a, an aging running back now, um, who they talked about. There were rumors that they might want to get rid of this offseason. They've got an aging quarterback who they've now tried to replace for two straight years that he's calling deja vu. Um, And their defense has been inconsistent. I love Mike Vrabel as a coach. I think he's so good. But who are their receivers? Who are their weapons? Like, you know, Chris Moore, that's what you're excited about? Nick Westbrook, Akina? That's what you're excited about? Resigning him to a one-year deal? Like, you didn't make the move in the draft to go get a big-name quarterback. You ended up with Will Levis, who there's a lot of, you know, questions about. This team took a step back by not taking a step forward. Yeah. I mean, they could somehow get to their win total just because they play in such a weak division. But I think, Chad, you nailed it there. It's just they've gotten progressively worse at every position just because they've gotten older and they haven't replaced a lot of guys they've let go, right? So to me, Vrabel is the only reason we even pause on this. It's like, this guy is such a good coach. Even last year, I mean, think about how they started the season. They got blown out by the Bills. And I think they got destroyed by the Rams or whoever it was. Vrabel got them back to 500. And then all of a sudden they were leading that division. You thought they were going to run away with it. And they completely fell apart at the end of the season. I think Last year was kind of their last gasp, right? That was that last run with that yeah. group. I'm I'm totally on board with Chad saying. And again, people saying I'm making shit up. What came out this week? Tannehill was getting shopped around all offseason and at the draft by multiple reports. We know this. We know they're trying to move on from the guys. So to me, who knows what's going to happen in training camp. But that's the first person I think of where someone goes down with a knee injury, right? There's always those quarterbacks that are all right being ready to be shopped, the Sam Bradford, we call it, right? You're waiting for a team to get hurt, and then you trade the Sam Bradford at the last minute to bring in the next guy. That's how I feel about Tannehill. He's just waiting for someone to get hurt, and someone will trade for him. So I think you nailed it, Chad, where 
the middle class of the AFC has just gotten so much better. Like the Miami, the Jets, all of them pushing these teams up. It's just, again, we're in the golden age of we're in the golden age of quarterback. I've just never seen a conference so stacked as the AFC is this upcoming season, which me and Chad are going to talk about. It makes me love the NFC even more, where it's like everyone's going to be talking about the AFC all season. We'll get better odds on these NFC teams. No one's really going to be talking about the Eagles, the 49ers, all these different teams in the middle of the season. It's just going to be all about the AFC. So to me, that's where the value is going to be this upcoming season. We got to talk about Cleveland. We got to talk about Deshaun Watson. Yeah. How do we judge what happens next? Are we oracles and we see him playing brilliantly? Are we thinking that he's lost it and he'll never get back to where he was? Because that's where the value is. And there's nothing to tell us right or wrong other than belief. Or am I missing something? Well, the funniest thing is talking to like a lot of pros, especially old school pros, where they just think of all the franchises through all the years, they think the Browns have some of the worst karma and just everything around them is just terrible, right? They literally, we had, what was it, four years of them analytically tanking, passing on all these quarterbacks. They finally take Baker with the number one pick. This kid has arguably one of the best rookie seasons we've ever seen. Following year, takes them to the playoffs, gets them a playoff win. Shit, they were a Chad Henney pass away yeah. from making it to an AFC championship game. So it's just, they were this close and then they, Fallen all the way back down. They've gotten rid of Baker. They brought in a new quarterback that has arguably the most baggage we've ever seen for a quarterback. Whatever's going on in his head isn't right. We saw last year, he just did not seem like the old Deshaun Watson. He seems different. And, you know, I've read some really smart Browns beat reporters who are, they're the most locked in people for that franchise. They say that everything at the end of the season was them working on this upcoming season. They, they have purposely apparently put Watson in uncomfortable positions, right? They wanted to put him in bad spots to learn the offense and blah, blah, blah. That made no sense to me. Like, I get what they're trying to say, that it's a spin zone. They're like, well, they're putting him in these hard spots so that next year it's easier for him to do this offense. Why wouldn't you want to get Deshaun Watson's confidence back? The guy had done not played a football game in over two years. The whole story is just weird to me, Chad. So coming to the season, I wanted to be all over this Browns team. But you nailed it off the top. I just think this division is so damn good. Like, the Browns have gotten better. The Ravens have gotten better. Pittsburgh has gotten better. And to me, this is it for Cincy. This is Cincy's really last great year because they still got T. Higgins under that cheap deal. They still got Boyd, a receiver, and they still got Chase. Like, that to me is the best receiving core with, a you know, a top five quarterback. We all expect Cincy to be the top there. But me and Chad talked about it last year. The Ravens should have won this division. So we know that there's opportunity to steal this division because they just beat up on each other. So to me – I wanted to believe the Browns, Chad, but in this division, I'd rather believe in Pittsburgh or the Ravens, like you talked about, than I'd rather believe in the Browns. So um, I made one future bet on the Browns. I won't be betting anymore. Like, I'll take them at whatever I got them at 40 to 1. That's it. Like, usually I'll keep doubling up, betting more on futures. The Browns, I'm not doing it. I'm going to wait and see what Watson is, because right now he looked broken to me. So if we see big jumps this year, I'll be back in on the the Brown team. But as we said here today, Chad, no. I will not put another penny on this Browns team. The Ravens should have won the division. The Ravens should have won the playoff game. <laughs> yeah. I no, mean, I still, I'm not going over absurd. them. I won that ball at the one. Uh, before we get out of here, any long shot for MVP in the AFC? 
Um, let me give you, hold on. Let me give you some, uh, let me give you some bet three, six, five odds for the, uh, we got Patrick Mahomes at six to one, Joe Burrow, six and a half to one, Josh Allen, eight to one, by the way, Justin Herbert, 10 to one, uh, pretty good indication of where the quality is for players. Jalen Hurts, 12 to one, then, uh, Lamar, Aaron Rodgers, Tua, Trevor. So of the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, ten players listed, one AFC player. <laughs> NFC. And one NFC player. And I honestly um, don't hate those odds for Hertz just because in that division and the NFC, especially the conference, I think he's gonna stand above. But I, I honestly like the Trevor Lawrence odds. Um, they've come down a little bit. I still think you're getting good value there where I could see him putting up the stats. He's just, he's in a really weak division. I just think he has all the confidence in the world. Everything I've seen, I just love the trajectory of the Jaguars team. So for me, if I had to pick two right now, I'd do Hurts and I'd do Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, 20 to 1. Jalen Hurts, 12 to 1. Uh, I'm going to say right now, I think it's worth putting a little touch, just a little, little tiny little touch. Justin Fields, 25 to 1. Don't hate it. Yeah. I mean, we I know uh people are gonna get sick of it. Me and Chad are going to be talking about the Bears a lot. They just I can't wait to see the schedule release because that's that's you know, that's my favorite thing that happens. Um, but to me, the Bears, they're just in a prime position to have an incredible season. Gonna be sick of it? Guy, I like I'm already getting comments on Twitter. We get it, you're a Bears fan. Let's stop talking about the Bears. <laughs> There's no, look, I haven't talked about the Bears on a, any version of this podcast since I started it at ESPN in 2008, okay? I can't help it if all of a sudden they're one of the teams that most people are talking about. If you listen to the podcast on Monday, early in the week, Nate Tice, our guest, and Simon, when we asked the question, who's the team that helped themselves the most in the NFC, they both said the Bears. I didn't say it. I said the Eagles. Do so, people want a true story here, Chad? A true story to end it real quick? Yeah. This is how I found Chad, my good friend, Chad Millman, a good lifelong friend now. This is true. A professional better sent me a clip of Chad taking the Bears at home as a six-point favorite over the Eagles in the divisional playoff game. And I was like, I said to the guy, is that real? And he goes, I swear to God, this guy is taking an unexperienced Mitch Trubisky against the defending Super Bowl champion Eagles as a six-point home favorite. So I reached out to Chad and I said, never again in the rest of your life will make that mistake of taking a home favorite who's never played in a playoff game before. So uh, don't let Chad fool you. He's all in on the Bears when they're good. Um, but we'll be smart here. We're not going to blindly bet the Bears. Don't worry, people. Double doink. <laughs> all right. This has been the Favorites Podcast, proudly presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network Download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. As a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game and get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter. Our producer on the YouTube is Barbara Alberts. For the audio, it is Matt Mitchell. 
Download the favorites from Spotify, from Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, and leave us five stars. Say whatever you want. Until next time, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.